Do you know someone incarcerated due to tax evasion or filing a false tax return? Listen to this episode of Tax Problem Solved to find out how they can be released in no time at all. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. So have a story, have to give you the backstory first on um, people that are incarcerated for tax problems, but they are actually getting out of prison now. Okay, they're being released early. So let me tell you about a small town pastor and his wife. Um, Their names are Ronald Joling and his wife is, I may be messing it up, but Dor- Dorothea or Dorothea. And back in 2014, they were elderly then. So ages 71 and 72 back then. Ronald was the former pastor of Hope Covenant Reform Church. I think this was back in Oregon, Coquille, Oregon. Um, they had pretty much given federal agencies a good run for their money. They were found guilty of tax evasion and filing false tax returns. They also had pending charges at that time for um, making false tax lien claims against a U.S. federal judge. Don't know what that was about, but they claimed that the judge owed them more than $100 million dollars. They never specified what it was for. They just said that the judge owed them $100 million. So they had a trial, right? And um, at the first trial, the prison sentence authorities were seeking a 10-year prison sentence for Ronald and a five-year prison sentence for his wife. Well, their defense was um, the tax evasion case. He stopped paying income taxes back in the 90s due to self-guided study, he said, that led him to believe that the tax law simply didn't apply to him. And basically, he said that his uh, scholarly pursuits also concluded that his refusal to pay the taxes was, um, and I quote, it was on biblical safe ground, unquote. Okay. So this is a pastor and his defense for not paying taxes was it was biblical. He had studied, he, he found out that, um, based on his own self-study, he determined that his refusal to pay was on biblical safe ground. Okay. And his wife went right along with it didn't dispute him and just said, okay, he's not going to pay. So we're not going to pay together. All right. So they had their court appearance and the judge actually set them free on the grounds that they would return to court later. So this was in 2014. The judge told them to return back in 2015. Well, they lived in Oregon. The couple, the Jolings, decided that they were going to skip town and they fled to Arizona. 
They were eventually apprehended at a traffic stop. Okay. So they ended up going to jail, right? And just a little more backstory of, of how this, this worked out. Even though they were in hot water, some kind of way, this man convinced his daughter, Tracy Corona, and his daughter's husband, Richard Corona, convinced them. Now, Richard was an attorney, don't know what type of attorney he was, but convinced his daughter, Tracy, and son-in-law, Richard, not to pay taxes either. Don't know how that worked out. It, I'm, not, I'm not clear on whether he told them not to pay after he was arrested or before he was arrested. But nonetheless, he was able to convince his daughter and son-in-law not to pay taxes either. So um, after they were convicted, the daughter and son-in-law, Ronald helped um, Tracy, the daughter, to avoid authorities for a certain period of time and later tried to secure her release from prison. So this is a lot. He was doing the most, okay? Um, he was also in some sort of an anti-government sovereign citizen group, and they were on the lam. That group um, owed about $1.2 million in taxes. So all of this, I'm, I'm telling you the backstory so I can get to how you too have a possibility to get released from prison early, even though you had a lot going on, even though you were doing the most, because in my opinion, Ronald was doing the most. Not only was he trying to avoid taxes, but he... um he wanted to bring his daughter into it, his, his son-in-law and his wife. So yeah, all, all of this just was the most, okay? Um, he did get prison time. Um, I think he was, yeah, so his, um, he was supposed to serve, if I'm not mistaken, eight years and seven months. Um, according to records, it looks like his wife was already out of prison. So um, that was fine. Well, guess what? Ron is out of prison right now. Ronald was released back in April, April 2020, where he now lives with his wife and his daughter. In California, and he'll finish out the rest of his prison sentence, which is about two years and seven months. He'll finish that out on home confinement. Let me tell you about X. Morgan Stanley attorney, Harvard businessman, Morris Zuckerman. Morris, in 2016, was sentenced to 70 months in prison for evading $45 million in federal income and state taxes. 
His crime included a phony million-dollar charitable donation, which he actually funded to purchase some land for personal use. Um, He provided fake documents to his accountants and his lawyers that were representing him during the IRS audit. Uh, He funneled corporate funds to pay personal expenses, which we had a conversation about that last week or or the last episode. So um, again, here's someone that owes the IRS tons of money, um, was doing some things just, again, doing the most. And he was sentenced to 70 months in prison. And even in his sentencing, the judge said, the judge stated that these crimes were driven by unmitigated greed and that he thought, uh, Morris, thought himself to be above the law. Well, guess what? Morris Zuckerman reported to prison in June of 2017 and is now finishing his term, his prison term, in home incarceration. So here's a shocker to me. There is a guy out of Chico, Texas, by the name of Mickey Alvin Young. He was a former oil field construction business owner, also a compulsive gambler. So for on his 2012 and 2013 tax returns, he decided to attempt, well, he did. He wrote off his gambling losses on his business tax return. So that ended up, and he pleaded guilty for felony tax evasion. As a result, just two weeks ago, not yeah, not even a good two weeks ago, but June 10th, he was sentenced to five years probation and uh, six months of home confinement. So this guy didn't even go to prison. He just, he got sentenced. Um, I'm assuming he was going to go to prison for six months, but instead he got his six months um Instead of serving the time in prison, he's going to serve the time at home in home confinement and five years probation. So after six months, he'll pretty much be free. So I've given you the backstory on these guys, and now I will share with you how they got released. For Ronald Joling or Jowling, Ronald, um, the government wanted more time to consider his request for release, but the judge decided that he couldn't wait any longer. He was too high of a risk for severe illness from COVID, and the inmates um, are particularly vulnerable to infection. So they were like, Okay, you're you're free to go. Same thing with the Morris Zuckerman. The government opposed to the early release. 
the government was like, it doesn't matter to us what he um, what he has, what illnesses he has. His crimes outweigh whatever illness he has and whatever reason he's going to give for early release. But the courts, the judge, they prevailed. The judge was like, uh, COVID is a game changer for us. And though we intended for him to serve his sentence, um, we didn't think that his sentence would include incurring a great and unforeseen risk of severe illness or death. Um, and again, they cited his doctor said that he was at high risk. He was in that high risk category for complications and death from COVID-19. As a result, the courts found that this was a reasoning for um, extraordinary and compelling reasoning, I should say, for compassionate release. Now, in the case of Mickey Alvin Young, he was sentenced to six months. Supposedly, it was supposed to be served in prison. But the judge, during the sentencing process, said, oh, citing the dangers of COVID-19, and he was 59 years old, um, so not as old as the other two. But the judge cited COVID and said COVID-19 could pose to Young if he were incarcerated. Then, so it could impose the threat. And because of that, he was granted compassionate release. So this compassionate release program is supposed to allow certain inmates to be released from prison early due to serious medical conditions. Um, now, these inmates were released early or in Mickey's case, he didn't even go to prison due to this program. But um, to me, it looks as though it really didn't boil down to extraordinary and compelling reasoning. It looks a little different to me. It looks like these dudes could afford top representation, so they had deep pockets. Um, and that shouldn't be the case. It should be a fair case. So in my head, if all of them were diabetics and if, if all prisoners are diabetics and um, have hypertension or some forms of cancer, then all of those prisoners should be released. Um, I know that's never going to be the case. So before you start emailing me, calling me, trolling me, don't. I know that's not going to be the case, but I'm not sure if this compassionate release system is really about compassionate release. But what I'm saying to those that may be in the situation, those that may um, know people in this situation, or those that may think they're headed towards um, tax evasion and um, serving some jail time. This is something that this might be a defense for you. This might be a reason for you not to go to prison. Um, hopefully you take some steps before it even gets to this for you to um, ward off just settling uh, with the IRS before any of this 
looks like it's about to happen. But in the case that it's not, then just know that compassion release may be a defense to get you out of jail or keep you out of jail, especially during this pandemic of COVID-19, which we're having right now. So that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so, so, so very much for those that are listening, those that uh, have called in their questions and comments. I so appreciate you guys. I hope everyone is safe and healthy still um, because we are in the thick of things. We're not on the other side. We're in the thick of COVID-19. So please stay safe. Please stay healthy. And know if you have a tax situation that you'd like to discuss, whether it's yours or even someone else's, please give me a call at 803-739-9449. That's 803-739-9449. And let's just have a serious conversation, a truthful conversation. I'll always share with you some options about solving your tax problems. And even if it's not me that you call, please reach out to someone that is experienced, professional, and licensed to represent taxpayers before the IRS. Okay, so with the July 15th deadline fast approaching, now is still the best time for you to settle up your tax debt because I promise you guys, when the IRS pushes that button, the floodgates are gonna open. So July 16th, away goes the nice, kind, gentle IRS and they're going to be back in full force because guess what? Somebody has to pay for all of this idle and PPP and stimulus checks that people have been getting. So the tax man will be in force. Just if you haven't heard it anywhere else, know that you heard it here. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. Till next time. Bye y'all.